0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
1: The Studio DNA Podcast Network presents What Else with Corey Mann. no idea how to download a podcast or listen on your smartphone? Check out studiodna.media. That's studiodna.media. What else? With Corey Mann on the
2: Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome to What Else with Corey Mann. My name is obviously Corey Mann and we've made it to the end of the year what else podcast special i've spent the last couple of days kind of reflecting and going through the archives of this past year of this podcast and i've had many different interesting conversations with individuals so i picked out a a handful of moments from these individuals to use as our end of the year special if that's cool I don't know that the podcast police will be pulling me over anytime soon, but I like being nostalgic. Let's take a walk down memory lane. First up, Mac Powell from Third Day, one of my first guests, and this was on the front end of the announcement that Third Day was done. Mac Powell was the lead singer of Third Day. Mm-hmm. How does how does that feel? You saying it. How does it feel me saying it and you hearing
3: it? Uh, it's strange because, you know, I've really, since we made the announcement, I think I've done maybe two interviews. So this is it still, in fact, I just got off the phone with, with Mark Lee, the guitar player who started the band with myself and with our manager, and I was like, I don't know the right words to say because this isn't a, you know, we're not breaking up. We're not, nobody's mad at each other. You know, it's not a, it's just kind of a, time to be done so it's like I don't know the right words to be honest with you
2: well that's an interesting statement right there because Mm -hmm. when I read farewell I see the website I see the tweeters to me it's like they're done done
3: yeah well we are we are done done but it's like you know there's a difference in a band being done and a band breaking up so that that's the that's the hard time I'm having with trying to figure out what to say because I guess that's the easy wording is we're breaking up but to me we're not breaking up you know it's more of we're finishing being a band i I know that sounds silly and it's semantics but uh there is a difference to me
2: maybe it's uh i i do like uh it's a new season for all three of us
3: yeah yeah absolutely
2: it's the what else with cory man end of the year podcast special i like learning new things about friends and artists had no idea that Matt Mar once won a lawsuit.
4: I got exposed to—I actually got exposed to hepatitis C. I ended up joining a class action lawsuit, but I just remember there in that time, you know, they said well, we're gonna we're gonna run some other blood work and see if you've been exposed to HIV, and I was just sort of like, wait, what? And um, so I really—I remember just laying in my bed one night and hearing this voice. I don't know if it was. You know, like a voice of God moment, or it was just a like a conscience moment. But basically, a voice said, "If you don't leave here, you're gonna die." And um, so I so I moved with my mom. I think we left. My brother and I left. That's right. Well, we both flew together, and we we flew to Arizona on July the third. And I remember because I landed at night, and it was so stinking hot out. I thought, "Where am I?" So I get to Arizona and my cousin, I have a cousin who's my age and um she says, "Hey, we're going to church tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." I was just, you know, I'm Canadian. I'm pretty I'm pretty open-minded. So it's I'll, you know, it's kind of like I I was definitely in a phase of life where it's like, yeah, I'll try anything. And uh so I I went to church and it was just Kind of situation where I immediately had a sense of, oh wow, this is the thing that's been, this is the thing that's been missing from my life. So there wasn't, there wasn't a big fight in in my heart when it came to something like that. It was it was it was more there was a, sort of a grand sense of oh this is why I'm here, this is why I moved. I didn't move because I was going to go to LA and do film scoring, which is what I really wanted to do. It wasn't like, oh, I moved so you know, I can get a jazz performance degree. It was I moved because God called me to the desert.
2: Anything ever become of that lawsuit?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, I it got
2: Are you a millionaire?
4: No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. no, I actually already already spent that money. It was it wasn't a lot, but what happened was is um turns out the Canadian Red Cross bought bought blood from a lab that lab bought blood from a company in america that was called adc plasma services and what adc stood for was arkansas department of correction
2: oh boy wow
4: so um yeah the the that class action lawsuit got settled and you know basically i ended up like i ended up about seven years after doing um a form of treatment called interferon, which is kinda of like chemotherapy. And it didn't really work. So I remember the doctor at the time, this is like two thousand four, says to me, look, just um take care of yourself, quit smoking and come back in ten years and they'll have a cure. And they did. Like almost to the almost to the day. Almost to the month. But yeah, but the lawsuit I basically was had a had a yeah, a check and I used it to make I used it to make my third independent project, and that project was what got me my publishing deal with um, Capital Christian Music Publishing in 2005, so it was a worthwhile investment.
2: I love origin stories, how it all got started, what led to a record deal. Sometimes it's just being brave, standing up for what you believe in, and asking if you can come and play. Here's Ben from Citizen Way.
5: Funny story is I had gotten to know Fairtrade, who was I&O back then, through Brian Voda of uh, Casting Pearls Now, Voda, or Brian Olson. Um, and he's like, can I give you some of your songs to James Rieger at Fairtrade? Sure. So we'd been going back and forth for a while. Well, word passed on us the day before we met with Fairtrade, but I called that day and said, hey, we're in town. Can I come in and play a song for you? And the guys were like, That's stupid. Don't, they don't know we're coming, we're in town, don't do that, they don't know. I said, guys, just trust me. So we went into that morning, James said, yeah, man, come on in. He brought Jeff Mosley and the president. We played Where Would I Be Without You, Should Have Been Me, and How Sweet the Sound. David, our drummer, we got out of the room, and we're in like a room of like, there's like four cubic square feet with like seven of us. <laughs> so they're sitting awkwardly in the corner while me and Josh are singing on one guitar. And David's like, I'll never not trust you again. I understand what you did now. They signed us um, a couple of weeks later. A highlight
2: of 2018 for me will be meeting my radio hero, Kevin Matthews, and eventually becoming close friends with him. We sat down for an hour, and the first half of the conversation was all about his radio career, which was amazing. But then it turned a corner when he found a broken statue of Mary in a dumpster.
6: 2011 you know i'm radio's ended uh what's what's happening i'm it's a, it's in november i'm driving to go to uh, get something at a hardware store and i hear this voice again buy your wife some flowers like i said there's no such thing as a coincidence i look up and there's a flower shop and I turn in, because my wife is such an angel. She is truly, and she, you know, with people with disabilities, your spouse goes through a lot. And yeah. I thought, yeah, I wanna get her some flowers. So I get out of the truck, it's early November, it just started to snow, I gotta be careful, because my MS, it's hard to walk, it's slippery. I'm walking towards the door, and I look over, there's a dumpster, and I look, and it's. I see this statue of the Virgin Mary, Mary, And she's lying on the ground, trash. I walk over to it. She's busted in half. Her hands are missing. Her eyes, she's looking at me. And I hear a voice as clear as day say, Will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? (sighs) I, wow, think of that will you deny me, will you deny my mother? I, I walked into the store and I Little Bell, I'm the only one in there and the clerk said, can I help you? And I said, I really wanna buy this statue of Mary. No, it's not for sale. And it's, it's a family heirloom. And I hear the voice again, will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? And I just go, God help me, just help help me. Then the next thing out of my mouth, was I'll give money to these nuns that live out around here I didn't know there's nuns that live out around here and in your name I said if you let me take the statue I'll give to the nuns that are out here she goes are you that guy on the radio (laughs) and I'm like yeah I'm Kevin Matthews she goes I listen to you what happened you know because it's all and I go can I take the statue if I promise to give you money? And yeah, yeah, so I get out and this statue, it's in two pieces, each piece is about 25 pounds. So I put part, this lower half in the truck and then I go get Mary, the face, and I put her in my truck, I put a blanket on her. I can remember, I didn't buy flowers, (laughs) I just left. And I'm driving home, and I can remember, I just said, Mary, I got you. I'm gonna take care of you for the rest of your life. But that that statue, it reminded me of me. It's broken. You know, trash, you're being thrown out. Yeah, radio, you know. You, you, you're done, you're disposable, you know, and, and we're all broken, every one of us. I took her home, I called a friend of mine who's a priest, I said, Father Mark, I found the statue of Mary. Can you help me get her fixed? And he knows of a monument maker. So in the spring, I took her to this monument maker. He looks at her, oh yeah, we can put her together and glue her and cement her and I can put new hands on her and I can paint her brand new and she, you won't even. How'd that make you feel, I, that? I said, no, I said, she reminds me of me. I want to keep her broken. And I said, everybody's broken. So let's, I just said, I, I'll call her Broken Mary. I took her home, Father Mark came over, blessed her that's when the world exploded you know it's just it, it was in un- a good way uh, in a great way what that statue is doing and my relationship what mary is doing through is miracles just constant
2: i've always liked sanctus real and a few years back they went through a lead singer change and asked chris specifically if he learned anything about himself during the whole process, lead Boom. singer's gone, manager's gone, record label's gone, booking agents gone. In rock, got to sell the bus, like you said. Yeah, yeah. What'd you learn about yourself during all that? Jeez. <sighs> um.
7: Man, I'm. <laughs> I think, I think I learned how to forgive myself. I think. Because there's a lot of uh, stuff I dealt with through all that, where I I felt like maybe it's all my fault. I I don't know. <laughs> you got him. You got him, man. <laughs> you, got, you got me, Corey. <laughs> uh, and that's that's a that's a long process when you grow up with people and you experience so much life together. It's like to have to say goodbye to somebody in a in a work sense, and that happens to people all the time, you know. But I think this has always been more than that, and um and uh yeah i think getting to that point i needed i think i i needed somebody to listen and somebody to talk to <laughs> and i i mean i couldn't have asked for like a better I, I don't know like a better person to be out there doing what we're doing with right now for this point in my life and i've experienced a lot of freedom i think uh and still just Putting a record out and saying this is who we are, I mean, that's, I don't take that lightly. It's like, it's a big, it's a big deal to put that stamp on there. This is our band, you know? And so I don't, I don't know. I don't want to claim ownership in any of it because I never really have, but I think I can claim that I've been able to forgive myself for a lot of things I dealt with through it.
2: We are messengers, Darren Mulligan An amazingly cool Irishman. If you get a chance to work with them, do a concert with them, do it. Darren's a great storyteller as well. Do you remember, Darren, the first time you sat down and I'm going to write a song (laughs) about the Lord, (laughs) to the Lord, Jesus, let's, let's see where this thing goes. Do you remember that?
8: Yeah, I do. You see, I had sold all my instruments after Japan. And when I came to the Lord, I said I'd never play music because I knew that music was the one thing that had led me into all these adulterous relationships. Hmm. And I was sitting in church one morning and someone needed someone to play acoustic. And I said, I can play, and I played acoustic. And then someone came and said, we're doing a youth mission in the town. Would you like to be in the band? And I was like, well, yeah, not really. Um, What were
2: you doing for work?
8: I was catching chickens. Uh, on a poultry farm at night
2: <laughs> oddly enough uh,
8: what year was that? oh jeepers that was 2009, 2009 a lot of people
2: don't know this but I was in a TV sitcom called Catching Chickens right around that time are
8: you serious? not
2: at all I just wanted to make you smile for a brief <laughs> moment <laughs>
8: Have you ever seen someone catch catching
2: chickens? Catching chickens. I mean, I've seen like, uh, you know, Prize, fu- like Rocky out in the backyard yeah, chasing I mean, a chicken. It's a You were catching chickens for a job.
8: Thousands of them. Hundreds of thousands of them.
2: There's so many jokes there. There's, but let's keep I, moving forward.
8: I know. And I know was like doing all kinds of things. I was working with kids with disabilities and hmm. all these things. Um, and anyway, we had got this house uh, close to my mom's house, surrounded by fields. and There's a little sunroom in it. And so eventually I brought a guitar home from church. And in this little conservatory sunroom, I would sit in there on my own every evening for hours. And I would just sing to him. I would sing things like, you're kind to me, you're good to me. I would sing things like, I'm sorry. I would sing things just like, thank you. Like the most simple words you could imagine. And no one ever heard those songs. And I didn't record them, I did nothing with them. But they were just for me and him. And it was the most beautiful time of my life. And then someone came and said, let's start this youth band and for this mission. And I said, okay. And they said, we don't have anyone to sing. And, they, and I said, listen, I've never sang live anywhere, ever. I said, but if you're really stuck, I'll try. And so I tried singing at this little youth night. And people we started this little band called The Remission Flow and you can find that on like Apple Music and stuff. And really? Again,
2: the
8: Remission Float? E, re, remission Flow. F- flow. L- F- okay. L- and again, not very accomplished at what we did but really the most honest, sincere, bunch of young people. My little brother was their drummer and my wife led him to Jesus. Huh. Anyway. and uh, And people, when we played... People were like repenting of their sin and turning to Jesus in a community where people don't repent of their sin or turn to Jesus. And people were getting healed. And so we never asked to go and play anywhere ever. Never asked for money. But every weekend we'd pack our cars up, me and Hyde's, and we'd get a babysitter. Mom and dad would come over and watch the kids. And we'd drive to little communities and churches and community centers with 10, 20 people and we'd tell them about this Jesus we'd heard about. You know... And they'd come to him. And there was a time for, my little brother kept a diary, there was a a 15-month period where like two or three days, not, not two days went by without someone accepting Christ in our car or on the street or at a show. Every time we mentioned his name, someone came to him. Every time.
2: Last but not least, let's end with Apollo LTD. Up and coming band couple of creative guys they've been at this a long time and they got a great story up their sleeve of the time they met dave grohl he's the
0: lead singer of the food fighters he was also the drummer for nirvana yes um he's a legend he's awesome uh we were in austin texas at a festival called south by southwest where our band was playing uh that night they were like uh, the food fighters dave did this big documentary about sound city yes and um big premiere was there we thought, "Well, maybe if we go, we can sneak in or something and and and, and I don't know, just watch it." Long story short, we sneak in to the theater, watch it. We're up in the balcony just trying to blend in because you'd have to have those badges and the badges cost a bunch of money to, to it's stupid. Um, and afterwards, he comes out and does a Q&A, super interesting. He hangs around after the Q&A up at the front of the stage. We're like, we want to meet him, but there's like 300 other people they are like, we want to meet him. We're like, we're never going to meet this guy. And right as I say that, there's, a, there's a, a camera guy that walks behind this curtain on the side of the theater. He looked like he knew where he, he, knew where he was going, so I just kind of like, I told him, I was like, look pull out your phone, open it up, look like you know where you're going, and just follow me. And we just walked behind the curtain. And we just walked straight down, and it went straight backstage. And so Adam and I are now standing backstage in this green room with uh, surviving members of Cheap Trick, surviving living members of Nirvana, all the cast and crew from this documentary, Sound City. and Rami
9: Jaffe from The Wallflowers. Yeah, Rami Jaffe. Daryl who's, Hannah, who was married to Daryl Rami, Hannah. Rami Jaffe at that time. Rick Z-
0: Springfield. Rick Springfield was not there. He was not there. He was not there. Yeah. The story That's... just got lame. I know.
2: <laughs> Boo. <laughs> go go yeah. on, I guess. <laughs> so
0: we, I love every, I love that. I just want uh, to prove that I, I saw I, the documentary. Yeah, you did, okay. yes. <laughs> I love that Rick Springfield was like, oh, well, he's not in it. <laughs> I mean, um, and so we're standing there. We text our buddies, like, get back here right now. Sure enough, they get back there. And uh, we're standing around and we're just kind of hoping, like, we got our phone out. We're kind of going, man, if we can snag Dave we for a really second. We just wanted a phone. There's up. literally 15 awful. people. It's like there's a little bit more people in the room than are in here right now. And we're just kind of like, <whistles> and pull out our phone. We're thinking Instagram post is going to be awesome. Right then, manager comes in, opens the back door to the theater. There's two vans parked out in the back alley. And everybody, she's like, all right, we got to go. Come on. You know. And everybody starts funneling out the back door.
9: And we're caught in the funnel.
0: And we're kind of in the middle of this group of people. And we're kind of going, I don't know, I think this is probably as far as we're going to get. And our road manager at the time looks at me with the most dead, serious stare I've ever seen anyone look at me and square in the eyes. And he goes, get in the van right now.
2: Go as far as you can go. We
0: we were like, ha ha, in the van. So we got in the van.
9: We did get and in the van well okay we did not get it there's two vans there's two the a-list van which was dave's van and then there's the b-list van which is like this movie producer like yeah, you know yeah. some other people we got in b-list van
0: yeah because of course you don't go for broke you just right. say like we're gonna blend in and meet some people here Vans so, start moving yeah the the vans start driving out of downtown austin and we're all looking at each other, like trying to make small talk. You know, like yeah, I know it's crazy. In right? the meantime, How's the
9: weather—like I'm like I'm about to go to jail. Like we're about well, what to what are go we roasting?
0: doing? Like where's this van going? Yeah. You can't ask because then that would imply <laughs> that would imply that you don't you're not yeah, supposed to be there. And at this point, we're like small talking about the weather in L.A. as if we have any you know vested interest in the weather in L.A. <laughs> but these dudes are all from there anyway. So we're going, and, and eventually we pull up to this little restaurant on the outskirts of Austin. And uh, we get out and there's this table set up, up on the top level of this restaurant. We all go up there. The only problem was is let's just say, let's say there was 20 chairs laid out because there was 20 people backstage. Well, now there's this rock band from Nashville that's hanging out with everybody. So now where there was 20 people going to, there's five extra, there's 25 and there's not enough seats. And we're kind of like, once again, we're like, oh, yeah, because they're like, well, wait a minute. There's too many people here, but I made this reservation for exactly the right. And we're like, Phew. and our bass player, Gabe, he's hilarious. He, he's genuine with a look of concern. He goes to their manager. He goes, he goes yeah, we're going to need to get some more chairs. <laughs> 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 you know what they did? They got more chairs. Oh, they they moved us. Actually, they just moved us to another room. And so uh, we go down to this room and long
9: story short, we had dinner. We had dinner And we were all just talking with it was all those amazing. guys.
0: And then we went back to the four seasons. I, and then after, and
9: after dinner, we we're all hanging out. And Chris Novoselic caught like put his arm around me and like pulled me in. It was the most surreal experience. I, I, I was cold. Okay. I didn't have a jacket. Because we did not know we were getting into that,
0: mind night. you, our crappy fifteen passenger van is parked somewhere yeah, in, in no Austin. Clue. Like well. we
9: didn't know we were going to be doing this. This goes back to our "smells like Teen Spirit" like freak out moment. I'm standing there freezing with no jacket because we were in this like outdoor patio area, and I'm standing next to Chris Novoselic and his and his wife is with him, and I'm just like shiver. I'm like, man, it's it's kind of cold out here, you know. He's just like, he looks at me and he goes. I mean, he's just such an odd, strange dude. He looks at me, he goes, we'll be like penguins. Puts his arm around me and pulls me into his chest. So I'm in his chest. I'm in his chest and I look over and I make eye contact with Jordan. And I'm like, oh
0: my God. I was like, (laughs) it's all happening, man. It's all happening right now.
9: From that moment, we were like, we're in and
0: from Just and from get that those vans on, back dude. over
9: here let's go somewhere else so we'd get back in the vans <laughs> and we we went they
0: you know because they're all staying of course at like the four seasons or something mm-hmm. you know and we're like yeah totally let's go like no we're you know we're staying at a friend's house 30 minutes outside of austin you know but we're like we're going on tonight <laughs> so we ended up hanging out there and there i mean it was like yeah it, it was pretty surreal and so we all kept it together until about 4 30 in the morning that's – yeah, we we were like – we were just – I mean, you're not going to – what, are you going to leave? Yeah. <laughs> you no. know, like you're, you're hanging out, having conversations with these guys that made some of the most influential records that we've ever – 90s kids? Like, this is it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we all kept it together until we walked out of the front door of that hotel to go find our van because we now don't even know
9: where we are. And
0: uh, – And they never found out.
9: Never. Well N- – I'm sure, so Dave knew everybody there. Yeah. And there was like two moments during dinner where Dave kind of looked at our table. He was like, I I don't recognize those dudes. Don't recall them being a part of this documentary where you could just tell. Yeah. But we weren't, I mean, we were just having a good conversation and hanging out, weren't causing a scene. And to Dave's, I mean, Dave was just super cool. And just like, I think he- He probably thought this is so
2: rock and roll that these-
9: Just let it happen. Like just enjoy your night, you know? And I think yeah, that was he let, it, he
0: let it slide, yeah. And 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 then we once we got to know everybody, it was fine. And he didn't say anything. But it was hilarious, man. We walked out of the front doors of the hotel and literally it's like as the door shuts and we're outside and we're finally alone. We
9: waited till we got around the corner. Yeah, we, we waited till we, we went got around, around the, the block corner. corner and we were like, ah!
3: yes! oh
9: <laughs> It, like the world, the world went in slow motion for about five seconds where we all were just like elated, jumping in the air, just like a TV show,
0: dude. It, it was, was incredible. Hilarious. And the next night, we thought, Oh, well, we, we already hung out with all these dudes and they were doing a huge concert there. It was the Sound City concert where everybody, I mean, Stevie yeah. Nicks, John Fogarty, the whole cat, Rick Springfield, Springfield was Thank there, you. believe Thank you. it or not. <laughs> And uh, we were like, well, we're just going to go sneak in again. It worked last night. Didn't work. We got, no. ki- we got kicked out like three times.
2: Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast over this past year. I sincerely hope you hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode. You can get the What Else podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Here's to a great 2018 and hopefully an even better 2019. Thanks for listening to What Else on the Studio DNA Podcast Network.
1: You've been listening to What Else with Corey Mann. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a review. Help spread the word and tell a friend. Follow Corey on Twitter at MyNameIsCorey. On Instagram at Mann. What Else with Corey Mann in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.
2: By the way, at the Harvest Cafe, maybe they'll be celebrating National Hot Dog Day as well. It is National Hot Dog Day. Well, that's the reason I'm here. Are you a wiener man? Oh, you know I am. What just happened there?